Well, good morning, church, and uh, wow, we're so glad to have you here online. What a, what an interesting morning. Uh, we have a few people here that are helping out with the uh, service so that we can do this online, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much empty in here, and we're so thankful that you're joining us online. Uh, what a great thing to have this technology. Just to give you a little heads up, uh, we had an irrigation line burst, so the city came, shut the water off. Uh, we thought it was a, a pile of snow that was just draining out into the wrong area, so we moved that snow. Turns out it's a busted line, as well as the furnace decided to take a holiday, so uh, we're getting that fixed this week too. So that's all I have to tell you. It's cold in here, Burr. It's cold in here, right? Must be something in the atmosphere. No? Nobody's with me? All right. Anyways, that's where we're at, uh, and hopefully we'll get this all done. The Lord works in mysterious ways, and as Pastor Paul said online, you know what? He's still on the throne, so that's all that really matters. Hopefully we'll get you in here this coming Sunday, which I'm pretty much guaranteed you will be. Uh, we are going to look uh, at our message today. Oh, one more thing. Sorry. Uh, Legacy Builders is meeting this week as long as the building uh, has water and has heat, so please be on the lookout for that. This Wednesday, 10 a.m., you'll be meeting in the chapel, but uh, we're just going to find out what's happening with the uh, furnace and the water system, so we'll get that sorted uh, for you. Uh, we're going to move. Uh, we, I wanted to talk about something getting back to the basics because after Christmas, there's a lot of chaos. Uh, and sometimes uh, Christmas can be busier than any other time of the year. Not even in a pandemic, it can be busy with family, but also with just Christmas itself. And so I wanted to get us back to the basics and just kind of talk to you a little bit about a few things. And so we're going to look at Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. And then we're going to look at John 13, 34 to 35. You've heard these before, but uh, they ring true every day. Uh, Acts 2 uh, says this, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, uh, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. John chapter 13, 34 to 35. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, uh, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You see, these scripture verses give us the idea that the church is the representation of Christ in the world. We are a representation of him, the body of Christ. Uh, and it reveals Christ's truth and love through how we are with other people. Uh, we will reveal Christ to the world by how we love, how we love each other, how we love others. So by our example and how we are showing ourselves in times of need with other people and how we care for them, that is showing the love of Jesus Christ. And so people will know that we are followers of Jesus because we love each other. If we were fighting and infighting within, uh, nobody's going to want to come to that. They can get that anywhere. But if we're loving each other, again, we're allowed to have difference of opinions. We're allowed to have different thoughts. But how we go about those things is all the key. And love is that 
key. And I know I've talked about this before, I talk about it a lot, but it is a very important uh, concept for us to understand because there's so much hate in the world right now, especially with what's been going on, you know, even go back five to six years, there's a lot that has happened. Uh, and we, you know, every, everybody can jump on a hate wagon, but is everybody jumping on a love wagon where we respect each other and care for each other? It does sound kind of uh, you know, froofy up in the air kind of when we say, oh, just love each other. But it's not that type of love. It's a love that's committed. It's a love that's concerned. It's a love that's genuine to other people. And we don't just put it on for show. We do it because we actually believe it. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard the term uh, going back to the basics. And a lot of times you'll find, even in professional sports, when there is a team that is struggling, uh, what they do is the coach brings everything back down to the basics. He just says, you know, forget all the fancy stuff, forget all these extra plays. We're going to go to simple, whatever, whether it's hockey, basketball, whatever it is, we're going to drill and we're going to do it simple. I remember when I was coaching back in the day, my son's hockey team, when the when the team would get all kind of up and, and just confused on the ice and they would start following the puck instead of following the play and trying to read the play, what I would do is the next practice, we'd get right back down to the basics and we would just do regular skating grill, drills. We would, we would just work the puck a little bit, right? And that's going back to the basics instead of trying to do all these fancy extra things. But sometimes in our relationship with God and in our relationship with others, we need to just get down to the basics and stop trying to complicate things so much. But when, when anything becomes clouded over time, we've got to go back to these fundamentals. We've got to go back to the beginning of where things started. And for Christianity, uh, the ultimate back to the basics is the person and the work of Jesus Christ, what he has done. And just coming out of uh, Christmas this year, uh, it, it's, um, it's important, I think, after the pandemic, or while we're still in it, but as that's moved forward, it's important that we come back to what Jesus is doing, the person of who he is and what he has done, and how we can emulate that through him. And so that's, that's what we want to focus on today, being back to the basics and the work and person of Jesus Christ. Um, now, before we get into like portions of doctrine, which we won't get into today, uh, but, or, or different practices, we have to start with Jesus. Um, the fundamentals. The church is the body of Christ. We are the representation of him. And in describing the theology, uh, Diedrich Bonhoeffer, he's a theologian, he said that Christ as, as community speaks of the presence of Christ in the church. This means that the logos of God, the word of God, has extension in space and time and as the community, um, sorry, space and time as the community. And the word is in the community in so far as the community is the recipient of revelation. To say that the community is the body of Christ is not a metaphor. It is his body. Now, what were Christians like in the first century? Well, the book of Acts says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship of breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. Now, that's Acts chapter 2, uh, verses 42, 43, 45, and 45. Now we see here in this example that the church was loving, they were faithful and simple in their worship and in their fellowship. 
they, this community of people completely changed the world around them uh, without striving for wealth and without striving for any type of power within that community. Uh, Christians in the early church were different from the rest of the, the larger Roman society, and I think we forget that sometimes. They, the Christians rejected other gods, and they only worshipped one god revealed in Jesus Christ. They continued the social order by welcoming the lower class and by valuing every single human life. The gospel didn't just change the eternal address of a believer at death. It affected every aspect of how they lived. Every Christian in, back in, in the beginning, in the first century, they acted out the love of Jesus Christ. And so it was in a daily, everyday attitude. Jesus says this. He says, a new command I give you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also, uh, sorry, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And I think we forget sometimes that love itself doesn't have to be romantic. It's, it's many things. It's dedicated. It's committed to others. It's, it's serving. It's looking out for the best of other people. And so Christ is revealed in the way we act and how we respond to everyone, including the people within our, our congregation, as well as outside in our daily comings and goings. And if you've been outside, if you've been in the mall, if you've been anywhere in public, you know that people's tempers right now are on edge. They are this far away from snapping, and some of them actually lose it in public quite often, all because of the tensions that are building up and everything that's going on in their lives. Stress makes us react a whole bunch of different ways, especially when you feel out of control. Now, Jesus isn't revealed in our church building, in what our building looks like, uh, in Christian political power. I know that doesn't sound uh, very popular right now if I say that, but uh, Christian political power, Christ is not revealed in that. Um, or in the, in the popularity of Christianity in the larger culture. So whether or not everybody else is coming along board, maybe whether or not everybody else believes in it, uh, but it's through the love that the church shows. And so we do that through our school lunch program. We do it through reaching out to the community, serving at the uh, Cloverdale Kitchen and helping those less fortunate, giving the, all the projects that we do all throughout the year. Those are the ways we reach out and show love to others. And so... The church is the representation in the world of Christ, his body, and it's revealed in Christ through being truthful and through showing love. And so like I've said at the beginning, we reveal Christ to the world with how we love each other and others. So how can we show love in the world that we live in? Well, I, you've probably seen the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the author says this, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Great relationships are built on the idea uh, of give and then perhaps get. Invest in your community by listening and understanding their needs. And so the very first thing we need to do is listen. We need to listen to our community. We need to listen to those that we're dealing with uh, in our relationship. This all can be transferred over to how we treat others, whether it's in our, our uh, relationships with our family, whether it's with our spouses, whether it's in our school, work, wherever, if we listen. And hearing is something that is different than listening. See, hearing is passive. So I may hear you, but am I actually listening? So hearing means we just 
It just happens. You can't help it, but you hear what people are saying. Listening is both passive and active. Passive in the fact that passive is, I hear you, but I've already got my own ideas and I don't really care. You're not going to change my mind, so it's passive. But active when we actually are understanding and seeing the other point of view. And so when we are actively listening, it makes a big difference in our relationship. When we are actively listening, we show curiosity, there's motivation, there's purpose, and there's effort. Are you actually listening in your relationships? Are you actively listening to others? Or are you passively listening? As in, I heard, but I'm not going to do anything about it because I'm stuck in my own ways. And so we, when we live in a world, we need to see the perspectives from other people as we are in those relationships. And there's a big difference. So how do you become a better listener? Well, Scripture says, James chapter 1, verse 19, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. And a lot of times when we read that verse, we always focus on the slow to become angry. But we need to be quick to listen and slow to speak, whether it's in our relationships with others or our relationship with God. And secondly, how can we become a better listener? By asking good questions. All throughout the Bible, there are verses and scriptures that mention asking questions. We can look at James chapter 1 verses 5 and 6, Matthew chapter 7 verse 7, and on and on it goes. We know those scripture verses, but God is telling us when he's asking us to ask questions of him and to ask questions uh, in our relationships, you know it's something you can pour into your personal relationships. So asking good questions questions. So first, to love in a world that we live in, we need to listen and we need to be better listeners. Secondly, have patience. No one said that life would be easy. No one said that it would be simple. Life is not supposed to be simple. If it were, uh, it wouldn't really be all that exciting. And I know this week it's been very exciting. Looking at every challenge from other people's point of view, different ways, your patience and willingness to try and understand will be appreciated when you listen to others and actually hear what they're saying. It would be nice that we were known for our abundance of patience and caring and approach in our community and in our, in our community here as a church as well as outside these doors. So to love in a world uh, that we live in, we need to listen and be better listeners. We need to have that patience that's important to have and we need to celebrate the success of other people. Think of others before you think of yourself. That's difficult. When someone else is doing really well and things are going in the right direction for them, but maybe not so much for you, uh, it's, it's difficult, but it's that, those times that we, our character comes out and we can rise above and we can actually care about others because things are going well. If you do so, you'll, you will notice the great things in your circle of influence. You will notice things happening in your community um, that, that, that they're accomplishing. You will be able to lift others up and build each other up. Scripture talks about edifying each other within the church and building each other up. Well, we can carry that out into our community, lift others up, and encourage them to move forward. We can congratulate them and share and celebrate in their successes whenever we can. And that's super important that we do that. You see, we are the representation 
of the body of Christ. And it's important that when we are out in public, when we act a certain way, that that is a reflection of Jesus Christ, of his truth and of his love. We're going to do that, and I think this church does a very good job of it, but you know what? Coming into the new year, with everything that's going on, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's an ice storm, atmospheric rivers, uh, whether it's going to be whatever next, there's all sorts of stuff, snowstorms, this and that, frozen pipes, you name it, we can get through it, but we need to be there to edify each other and lift each other up. And so as we move forward, as we continue into this new year of 2022, let's be that example. Let's bring everything down, boil it down, to the basics of who the person of Jesus Christ is and let us emulate that everywhere we go, whether it's in line at the grocery store, whether it's at work, no matter what we're doing, let's make sure that we are that example of Christianity that is very hard to find nowadays. A lot of, a lot of things are happening where Christianity has become self-centered, selfish, and ego-driven. It literally has nothing to do with us. It has to do with the person of Jesus Christ. When we boil it all down, what's it going to be? Have you thought about this in the new year? Slow things down, take a look, listen, have some patience, and come alongside, lift up others, celebrate with them as we move into the new year. Thanks for listening this morning. We're so glad that you joined us. Even if it's online, we do appreciate this technology, and we're thankful that you took the time this morning to hang out with us a little bit. I hope you have a great week. Let me pray with you, and then we'll conclude. Father, thank you for this day that you've given us, and thank you for everyone that's been able to make this possible this morning. Thank you for those that are online, that have come alongside, that are worshiping and, and, and uh, listening to your word together. Help us to be that example of Jesus Christ that is very hard to find in our world today. doesn't mean it doesn't exist, doesn't mean it's, it's not there, but it's very, very hard to find. Help us to be that example. Help us to call, come alongside each other and others and lift them up. Help us to have patience when we're dealing with those that are under stress. Help us to listen better and understand and come alongside and be active in everything that we do, showing the love along the way of Jesus Christ. Father, we think of those that are stuck in, those that are sick, those that are struggling with health issues. We lift them up to you. We ask for a healing. We ask for uh, care and, and the, the, the doctors that are dealing uh, with issues with, that some have. We just pray that you'll guide the doctors as they, as they continue to make plans for, uh, for health and for healing as they move forward. You know who they are as we lift them up to you. Those that are shut in and can't get out, we lift them up to you and let them know that there is a church coming alongside them that loves them and cares for them. Father, as we move forward this week, let us be a great example of Jesus Christ to those in the community and our circle of influence that we are in. Thank you for everything you're doing in our lives and what you're about to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. I hope you have a great week, and I can pretty much 99% guarantee we will be back in church this coming Sunday, and so I hope you have a good one. Be safe out there. God bless you.